Weight management is a huge topic for a lot of men out there. It just is. Why? Well, we've got an obese problem in the United States. We've been talking about it the last few weeks. Men are getting fatter. And one of the issues we have as men is we have kind of this all or nothing attitude. We kind of come in and, and we've got to have it all. If I'm going to get in shape, then I'm going to get a six pack. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then if we can't do that or we figure out how hard that is, we just kind of stop. We don't do anything. We think, you know, what's the use? If I can't look like that, I'm not even going to try. So what we're going to do today is talk about some weight loss tips that you can do that are kind of focused in the reality of real life. All of us have real life. What we want you to do is to get healthy, to get under that 30% BMI that we've been talking about. That's the first goal. Once you get there, then you can go to the next level if you want to. But we want to get under that 30%. We want to be better than the average. That's all it takes. And it's not super hard. You just have to make some lifestyle changes. So what we want to do is talk about just some of the basic tips that will help you get your weight down and start having a healthier life. So let's jump in. Welcome to the Confident Man Podcast. Empowering men with the confidence they need to live their adventure. Now, here is your host, David Maxwell. Hey guys, welcome to the Confident Man Podcast. I'm so glad you joined me here today. And today is episode 165, and it's actually going to be the last episode branded as the Confident Man Podcast. Next week, we are starting the Thriving Man Podcast. And what we're doing with that is we're kind of joining together. My son is coming on board. He's going to join me as we continue what we're doing to really help men. The content will be very similar. It's going to help men build a life they can be proud of. And that's what we want to do. We're going to have the podcast. We're going to have personal coaching. We're going to have courses available because what we want to do is help men remove the confusion from their life that so many men are walking in and help them make real progress in their growth. So the episode should keep going. We'll go with 166 next week, and that will be the beginning of the Thriving Man podcast. If anything changes, I'll let you know about it. Well, today what we're going to be talking about is some weight loss tip realities. Because what we want to do is we want to live in the reality of losing weight. And we've been going through and talking about weight, talking about food, talking about some different things because it's an obvious problem in the United States. We're having problems as men. We're getting fatter and fatter. As I've said a couple times, 75% of men over 40 are over 30% BMI, which means they're just obese. And that's not good. That means that their bad habits have gotten worse and they're not doing anything about it. So what we want to do is put some things into this episode that are just some things you can use to help you manage your weight. Now understand, weight loss, managing our weight, what we do, it's individual. Everything is different and it works for everybody in different ways. So what you want to do is find what works for you. Find your lane as a man. What works for you to eat better, to exercise, to, to get movement into your life, to do those things. You want to find your thing. And you want to find what helps you feel better, look better, and just be healthier. That's the goal. The goal is not to look like someone who's an influencer on Instagram, who that's all they do, because that's their whole life. Most of us as men, we got a life. We've got jobs, we've got families, we got stuff to do. 
So because we have a life, we want to look at the realities of what it is to just be in better shape. Now understand, I'm not an expert. I don't have a PhD in anything. I'm just a guy who's had this battle himself and who has gone to different levels of it. I've done different things. I've done some good things. I've done some bad things. And there's some things that I've done over the years that have really helped me. And I just want to pass those along to you to help you in what you do. And these are some reality tips. Some of them you may like, some of them you may not. That's fine. What you want to do, though, is be intentional about how you live, about what you eat, about your movement, things like that. If more men get more intentional about their health, I think we'll overcome this problem. So what we want to do is look at it from the mental side. We've got to get our mindset right. So we're going to look at that first. Then we're going to look at it from the food side. What are some things you can do with your food to help you lose weight? What are some some activities you can do starting today? And then we're going to look at it from the physical side. What you can do to incorporate exercise, to incorporate movement into your life so you get more movement out of it, how to work that into the everyday. So we're going to look at each one of those to help you have some weight loss realities. All right, the first thing we want to talk about is the mental work, because the most important thing you can do when it comes to your weight management to long-term success is you've got to do some mental work. You've got to change how you think, what you think. That's the only way to make it long-term successful. Anybody can lose weight for a short season. It's a billion-dollar industry out there. People lose weight, they gain it back, they lose it again, they gain it back. And that's because their mindset hadn't shifted. So there's some certain mindsets that you can change. And when you do, it's going to help you do better. And I know for me, one of the best things that happened to me is I developed a journey mentality. Understanding that your health, your weight management, all those things, it's a journey. You want the long-term journey. So you want a long-term approach to your weight management. When I started changing that approach, when I started getting more of a long-term journey approach, it helped me really begin to change habits. And I understand that those habits will change the way I live, change what I do. Now understand, getting a journey mentality takes more time. It's going to take more time for you to develop those habits. It's going to take more time for you to lose weight. The weight will come off slowly. It won't come off as fast. It may start fast if you make just a few changes, but a lot of times it's it's pound after pound. But the good thing about that is you're changing your habits, you're changing the way you think, so your success will be longer lasting. Does that guarantee I'm going to get a six pack or whatever? No. What it means is you're just going to get in better shape. Sometimes you're going to hit plateaus. Like for me, when I started losing weight at the time, I was close to, I was probably around 285, close to 290, somewhere in that range. And I said, okay, I need to start losing weight. So I began making some changes, starting with my mindset, doing different things. I got down to about 240. And I stayed there for years, for a few years. I maintained that that 240 kind of rhythm. And then I did better. I got around to the 220s. And, And that's kind of where I am currently. Have I gotten below 220? Yeah, I've gotten into the 210s before. But I went back up to 220s. And why did I do that? I just was eating. I just was. It was it was really all about my eating. 
And so what I'm having to do now again is start to really change some more. Okay, what am I doing now? Because I'm back in those 220s and I really want to be a little lower, but it all comes to my mindset and what I'm doing because I don't sweat the small stuff. I don't sweat the fact that, oh no, I gained a few pounds. I just looked at, okay, what am I doing that I need to change? Because I have a long-term mentality. I'm not back to where I was, but I'm looking at it as a long-term journey, which means you're going to grow, you're going to change, you're going to try new things. Some things will work, some things won't. That's the beauty of it. For you, you get a chance to experiment. And that's a good thing about it. So you want to get that journey mentality. The other mental approach is you want to deal with some roots. Sometimes the way we think about food is important. Have you ever heard the term comfort food? You know, a lot of people talk about comfort food. It's kind of big here in the South. And comfort food is when, you know, you eat a certain food and maybe it's nostalgic. It's like grandma used to cook or it, it reminds you of an event or things like that. Well, food for a lot of people can be a comfort. And that's not necessarily a bad thing at times. But the problem is when it becomes your main source of comfort, then it's a problem where food kind of meets needs that food's not designed to meet. And so we have to be careful about that because sometimes we're hiding different attitudes, different aspects of our emotions behind our eating. So eating becomes a way for us to medicate ourselves. We say, well, I'm not doing drugs. I'm not doing this. Yeah, but if you're using food for the very same thing, that's a problem. It's very addictive. So what you want to do is look at, okay, what emotions am I maybe hiding with the food? What am I doing with that? What am I using food to replace? And that's an important thing we need to think about. And that's all inside our brain. And the truth from that is you may need some help. You may need some people to help you kind of deal with your emotions. That was what happened to me is I began to get some help in my life in other areas. And it gave me the power to focus on my food and my eating and learning that food I was using it as a replacement for other things. I was medicating myself with food. And as I begin to medicate myself in healthy ways, learn how to take care of myself better, the food wasn't as important to me. So we want to understand that, that sometimes we're using food to hide other things. We're hiding behind the food. We also want to look at some of the, the food realities in our life. You know, are we a passive person to where we, we passive eat? If we're bored, if we're sitting around the house, we have nothing to do, we just eat. People call it getting the munchies and stuff like that. It happens. If you're just sitting watching TV, sometimes you just want to eat and you continually eat. I have to be careful because I can be a bored eater. If I'm bored, then my mind will start thinking about food. Then what's in the cabinet? What can I do? Things like that. You also want to know yourself. If there are certain things you don't need in the house because you don't have a lot of control over them, don't buy them. Don't have them in the house. If the box of Little Debbie cakes in your house get eaten within a day, then maybe you shouldn't buy those. You say, well, I need to learn self-control. Well, you should, but if you don't have self-control right now, don't bring it in the house. For me, I always talk about it's the caramel M&Ms. I don't buy them because if they're in my house, they're going to call to me. They're going to call to me at all times, late at night, stuff like that. They're going, to, they're going to call to me. And there may be things you have in your life like that. Just admit it. Just say, you know what? If that's in the house, I'm going to eat it. So I'm going to get rid of it. And that means you understand that, hey, I can get rid of food. I can throw food away. I don't need everything that's there. And understand that for you, there's some mental aspects of that. 
that you want to change. The other thing you want to do is move up a letter grade. I talk about this for a lot of areas in our life. You want to go up a letter grade just like school. You know, if right now you currently have an F, what can you do to move up to a D? If you're at a D, what can you do to go to a C? And so forth and so on until you make an A. And understand, maybe right now you have an F. All you eat is junk food. Every meal is just kind of whatever. Well, maybe you could move up to a D. In other words, you take one of your meals and you actually plan it out. Maybe you bring your lunch to work. Maybe you plan a good dinner, a good kind of a healthy meal, the food that you like. That moves you up a letter grade. And you begin incorporating little changes like that into your life. Maybe what you drink, maybe you know how you eat, what you eat, different things. Move up a letter grade. Think about, okay, what can I go from F to D? How do I make that change better? Then once you get to a D, you live in that D world for a little bit. Then you say, okay, what can I do to go from D to C? See, a lot of men, they try to go from F to A. And that's a hard journey to make. And that's why most people don't stick with it. Most people get into these crazy diets or doing goofy things. And they're really trying to go from an F to an A. And that's hard to do because you haven't earned it. You haven't gotten that muscle type of going one letter at a time where you get better and better. So you may suck it up and do the A for a while, but eventually, if you haven't gotten better at that, you're just going to go back to the F and you'll gain all the weight back that you lost. So what we want to do is move up one letter at a time, one grade at a time. Now you say, what if I move up two? That's fine if you can maintain it, but the goal is maintenance staying in a healthy cycle. When you have your mindset change like that, it's going to be a lot easier to lose the weight and to keep it off. The second thing we want to talk about is the food work, what you can do when it comes to food. Now, last episode, I talked a lot about food, so you can go back and listen to that. I'll reference it uh, while I'm talking about this. But there are a few other things that you can do to change the way you think about your food and how the food works in your life. And what you want to do is make that sustainable eating focus based around your habits. How do you eat? And you can do that by finding the better things that you like. Find the good stuff that you enjoy. Be open-minded. Try new things. And then find the stuff that you like. I prefer these vegetables over these vegetables. Well, get more of those. Get more of the vegetables you like. Get more of the fruits that you like. You don't have to try and eat stuff you don't like right now. Find the good stuff. But then also be open later to try new things. Sometimes our taste buds change. Our tastes change. So we want to say, okay, let me try this again. And then that way we can move in that direction and we can find the good stuff that we like. And the important thing in this is we want to fix our food first. You want to fix your habit with food first before you do a lot of other crazy stuff. I know people who get into these diets where they buy these certain shakes, they buy all these supplements, they do all of this stuff, but they're not necessarily changing their eating habits. They think the shakes and the pills are going to change them. And it doesn't work that way. What I recommend for people is fix your food first. Supplements are supplements. They're to go along with the other stuff you're doing. If you don't know how to eat healthy, if you're not going to eat healthy, then all the supplements and all those things, they're not really going to help you. 
And so what you want to do is figure out, okay, what can I do to eat better quality food? The other thing we can do is learn how to cut our portions down. That just means to eat less. It won't kill you. The reality is most people in America are not starving. We have tons of food. We have plenty of food. In fact, we have an obesity problem, which means we're eating too much. And as men, what we want to do is learn to control our appetite instead of our appetite controlling us. You want to tell your body when and how it's going to eat. You don't want your body to tell you. You don't be a slave to your stomach where your stomach controls you and how you live and everything. And a lot of times we get a feeling of hunger and it's not really that our body's hungry. Our body's just gotten used to eating so often that it tells you, hey, it's time to eat. And you can tell your body, no, it's not time to eat. We're going to eat a little bit later. When you do that, you're learning how to control yourself. You're learning how to control your appetites. Let's say you're going to eat lunch around noon and maybe at 1030 or 11, your stomach growls and you go, you know, I'm so close to lunch. I'm just going to wait. So maybe you drink some water, you do something else. A lot of times when our stomach growls, we're really thirsty and not necessarily hungry. So you want to learn how to listen to your body, eat less and see, do I need all of this food? Do I need a pound of mashed potatoes? Or maybe I can eat half a pound of mashed potatoes. You know, so that way you can figure out what do I need to eat and not what do I get to eat? Because sometimes because we're at a buffet, we think I can eat everything. Well, that's not healthy. It's not good for you. And along with that, you want to learn how to be satisfied and not always trying to get full. You don't have to stuff yourself. Stuffing ourselves isn't normal. We're not in some hunter-gatherer society where you eat all you can because you don't know where your next meal is coming from. Most of us know where our next meal is coming from. We're not going to skip meals. So you don't have to eat everything that's on the plate. I've always been the clean your plate person. I don't know why. I just feel like if I put it on my plate, I have to eat all of it. So for me, that mindset has been a hard one to change. And it's really helped me as I've gotten better at it to not eat as much, to learn that I don't have to get as big a portion. A lot of our plates and bowls today that we get, they're just huge and we don't need all that. That's one of the biggest problems eating in a restaurant. They give you a giant bowl of pasta that's really for two people. And because you're at a restaurant, you bought it, you're like, I'm going to eat the whole thing. You don't have to. Learn how to eat less. And the good thing about it is a lot of times you not only save calories, but you also save money. If you eat less of the food, you have more leftovers. You can eat it another time and you don't have to pay for a meal. You've got the meal already. Another thing we want to do is just hydrate. Most of us don't drink enough water. I would challenge you to start drinking more water every day. You say, are you saying I have to drink a gallon of water a day? No, I'm just saying drink more. Start drinking more because here's what happens. The more you drink water, the more you make it a part of your life, the more you realize how dehydrated you are most of the time. A lot of us don't realize that a lot of the things we feel, the fatigue and all these other things is due to us just not being hydrated. So we want to make water a part of our life. I would challenge you to start your day with just a glass of water, just an eight ounce glass or a bottle of water. Before you do anything else, before you drink your coffee, anything, I challenge you for the next couple of weeks, just drink a full glass of water first thing when you wake up. I started doing this a couple of years ago, 
And it has made a world of difference to where now I drink about a 24 ounce bottle of water as soon as I get up. And it's amazing how it just changes everything for the day. I have tea after that, I do all this other stuff, but I start my day drinking water. And when I travel, I try to have bottles of water so I can do the same thing or just drink from the tap. I don't care where you get your water. People may complain about tap water. They may complain about bottled water. Just drink water. Start with whatever water you like. If you'll drink it, it's good water. You don't have to buy expensive water. You can use tap water. You can get a Brita filter. You can get a high dollar filter. You can get bottled water. It doesn't matter what kind of water you get. Just start drinking water. The more you drink it, the more you'll want it. And for me, as I started drinking more water, I started drinking less Cokes and things like that. I also found I liked sparkling water. Now, when I first tried sparkling water, LaCroix and things like that, I hated them. I thought they were nasty. But as I started drinking more water and drinking less Cokes, I found that the sparkling waters had good taste. So now I'm a sparkling water fanatic. I keep it at the house because it's just something different than just regular tap water. And it just tastes better. You get a little bit of that flavor. Plus you get the carbonation. So you feel like you're getting something good. That's just what's worked for me. I'm not saying you have to do that. I'm just saying when you drink more water, you'll figure out how much better you feel. And you'll figure out that a lot of times you're eating things just because you're thirsty. third thing we want to talk about is the physical work. What are you actually doing to help lose the weight? And when you think about that, you got to understand one important thing about exercise or any movement or anything like that. Food will always win the battle. When food and exercise battle, when they fight it out, your food will always win. You cannot out-exercise your diet. You've got to control your food if you're going to control your weight. In fact, I tell people all the time, eating is what takes care of your weight. Exercise is what helps you feel better. And that's just the way it is. You might be able to eat a little bit more if you exercise regularly, but exercise should not be tied to your weight or to your food. Now, it can be tied to things like if you want to change the physique, if you want to gain more muscle mass, stuff like that. Exercise and diet can work together, and they always work together. But your weight, the main aspect of your weight, starts with what you eat and how you eat. Because if you're obese, no matter how much you exercise, you're going to stay obese if you keep eating the same way. If you don't change how you eat, all the exercise in the world isn't going to make a difference. And I'm a guy who's done that. I'll exercise like crazy, but if I'm eating like crazy, I'm not going to lose any weight. I'm going to stay about the same. And you've got to understand that food will always win. So what do we want to do? We want to look at exercise from a different angle. I want to challenge you to take the guilt out of exercise. The good thing about separating exercise and food is you stop exercising to fix yourself with your weight. When my daughter was in college, she was with some people and all of a sudden this girl laid on the floor and then started doing a plank right there. My daughter was like, what are you doing? And the girl said, oh, I haven't eaten good today, so I need to do some planks. And I just thought, that, number one, that won't work. Planks are an ab strengthening thing. It's not really going to burn any calories. I mean, you might burn a little, but not really going to make up for eating bad. And But that's how a lot of us look at exercise. We exercise out of guilt. 
We exercise out of shame. We want to make ourselves feel better. Oh, well, at lunch today, I went to Five Guys and got a large Cajun fries and a double stack and all of this stuff. So I better go run. Well, I hope you don't run right after Five Guys because you'll throw everything up. But let me tell you, that Five Guys meal was probably almost a whole day's worth of calories. All the running in the world, unless you run a long time in a far way, is not going to burn those calories. And that's the problem is we think exercising is going to fix our diet. It doesn't do it. So you want to separate the two. So you exercise to just feel better. It has nothing to do with your weight. I exercise to feel better. Now you say, what if I do weight training and change my muscles and stuff? That's great. Because what you're doing, again, you're marrying the two, but you're exercising for something other than just losing weight. And that's what you want to do. You want to separate the two. And with that, you want to find what you enjoy. Some people hate exercising and they do it because it's guilt-based, it's shame-based. And I'm saying what you want to do is find the movement in your life that you like. Find the things that you like doing that get you moving, that get you going out. You know, it can be something like we talked about. It can be hiking, canoeing, biking, playing golf, you know, preferably golf where you walk and not just riding the cart. But even then, you can do things like that. And it's ways to get you moving. Like my mom, she's older and her way of getting movement is doing yard work. She does yard work every day. She loves going out into her yard. She'd rather do her yard work than anything else because it gets her outside. She's moving. She's walking around her place. She's got a pretty big yard. She's always working on it. She's always doing something. But it gets her moving. What you want to do is find what works for you. Maybe for you, it's gardening, yard work, things like that that gets you out. Maybe it's just going for a walk. All of those are good. Find what works for you. I'm not saying you have to go to a gym. Some people love gyms. Some people hate gyms. But what you want to do is get some movement into your life. It may be just going for a walk, talking with someone while you're walking. You may listen to a book. You may listen to a podcast, whatever. Make it enjoyable, something you like. And that way, you're more likely to do it. And then you can also incorporate movement into your everyday things. Like let's say you want to get better at stretching or work on some of your flexibility, which is a good thing to do. Well, you can do that while you're watching TV. You can sit there and maybe sit on the floor and work on some stretching and movement things while you're watching a show. I'm trying to do that more and more every night where if I'm watching something, it's my stretching time. So I watch an anime and stretch at the same time. So I get a little bit of both. So I feel like, okay, I'm, I'm being productive even while I'm relaxing. I don't do it every time, but it's a way for me to incorporate some of those flexibility things I'm working on while I'm doing something else that I enjoy. And that way, it's just part of your everyday life. I even do this weird thing. I'm trying to work on my hip flexibility, and I'm trying to work on getting better at doing what, what the, the low squat. You know, a lot of people call it the Asian squat to where you can squat almost all the way down and I'm getting better at it. And one of the ways I do that, I know it's weird, but my toothbrush timer, you know, has 30 second intervals. So for two 30 second times, when I brush my teeth every morning, I'm squatting and I'm just doing that. And I'm just, it's giving me a full minute squat every day and it's getting easier and easier to do. I'm not having to add it to my life. I'm not having to do something else. I'm doing it while I'm brushing my teeth. 
It's no big deal. And in the morning, I do it probably four or five mornings a week. And so it's something that I'm doing to kind of incorporate it. You can do the same thing. Find the ways to incorporate those things that you enjoy. And like I said earlier, if you listen to something you like, you watch something you like, you're more likely to do something like that. And that helps you manage your physical movement, the things that you do, which makes it better for long-term success. Remember, the goal is not to look like someone in a movie or someone online. The goal is to be a healthier man. And you want to make movement a part of your life because we're made to move. It's how we're created. We're created to move. You want to make movement a part of your life and something that you do, not out of guilt, not out of shame, but something that you just enjoy doing. And that way, you just enjoy your life a whole lot more. guys, closing out the show today, the thing we want to remember with this, when it comes to weight loss, when it comes to us managing our weight, we got to live in reality. You can wish for a lot of things. Oh, I want to look like that guy. I want to do that. Well, a lot of that stuff is hard. A lot of those people have trainers and experts and all these others are helping them. You're just a normal guy who's living a normal life. So what you want to do is incorporate things into your life that you can do, that you can live with. What changes to your eating habits can you do that you can sustain long-term? What are the changes you can do in how you move, what you do that you can sustain long-term? And then what kind of mental changes do you need to make? Maybe food is a little bit too important to you. Maybe you need to realize that you don't need as much food as you think you do. And those are things as we take them step by step, one by one, they'll become a reality under our life. And that's what you want to do. Bring that intentionality to what you eat, to how you live. And when you do it into this area, I promise you, you'll begin losing weight because you'll realize I don't need as much food as I've been eating. I can incorporate more moving into my life. And you know, this stuff is sustainable. It wasn't that hard. Now, it will take a while and it will mean change, but you'll be a better man because of it. You'll be a stronger man. You'll be a healthier man. And remember, You've been listening to the Confident Man Podcast. Click subscribe so you don't miss a future episode. You can connect with David on Facebook and Instagram at David the Maxwell. Find resources to help you as a man at theconfidentman.me. That's theconfidentman.me.